It is, uh, it is a special spillover today. Jay Foreman is here, but also Ron Brown still with us, the man who recruited Jay Foreman to go to Nebraska. Got him here to Lincoln. Hey, let me tell you something, man. Don't get don't get fooled by Coach Brown. He, he when he when he puts the when he lays it all on the line, he got me to commit. <laughs> I was already kind of it was a layup, but he was uh, you know they were they were I mean it was an easy choice. I, I mean I had some obviously other choices, but coming down, I didn't know much about Nebraska. I didn't at all. Um, I mean one of my best friends, um, who's actually he's Father Thomas now. He's, he's, he's he was Jason Spinner. I mean, he was from Lincoln. His family's from Lincoln. He looks like a Nebraskan, mm-hmm. you know, kind of fair skin, mm-hmm. bright, bright red hair. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Miami household, so that every year we would watch the Nebraska Miami. Mm-hmm. So that's all I really knew about Nebraska. Of course, I knew who Coach Osborne was, and I was like, "Oh, Nebraska's good." And he started telling me more about it when I kind of started getting recruited, and I got recruited after that game against like Lane and those guys, and uh, came down to Lincoln. Didn't know what to expect, and it was it was phenomenal. I mean, they from the academic support, and uh, you know, with Coach Osborne coming up. Uh, it was a cold night, remember, and and uh, they were about to head off to play Florida State, and uh, he stopped in, and you know, my him and my dad and Coach Brown they talked. You know, it was just those three. I just kind of was there as a. <laughs> but your dad, he's, your dad wasn't big on Nebraska yeah. at the time. No, I mean everybody went to Miami. Yeah, uh, me or my dad, yeah. uh, my two uncles, and yeah. uh, you know, so back then they had unlimited scholarships. But he was sold after that. I mean, he trusted Coach Osborne, um, you know, and uh, Coach Osborne committed to me uh, when I. I mean, the question I asked is if I got hurt in an All Star game or something, mm-hmm. you know, a high school All Star game. It's like you make a commitment to me. I'm, you're, you know, that's that's it, and. Uh, and it was the rest is history. I liked it. It was close to home. Um, my dad was able to be at every game, but he felt comfortable with the staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a little about a month or so. He didn't really, yeah, we didn't really talk to me for. He a tried while. to throw me out the first <laughs> day. Yeah, 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 he wasn't. He wasn't I wouldn't leave around. your house. Yeah, 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 yeah. I you mean, know? my dad. I mean, it's you step in there. Uh, it's you a, you're, you're in the lines. Then he better be ready. He wasn't playing any games. Sure. I mean, he. Uh, I mean, he he went off on Barry Alvarez. I mean, he was. Huh. Literally was cussing Barry Alvarez out, but then uh, he was trying to push back on Nebraska, and I think he might have known how well Nebraska would have been a good fit for me. Probably hoping that Miami would, you know, would be the same. He probably knew it, and he knew how comfortable I felt like after I came back, you know. Mm-hmm. And he trusted, you know, Coach Osborne. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when you know all the coaches that came in were great. I mean, Gary Barnett and all those guys Gary that came Barnett. in. But you know, Coach Osborne on a different level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so he, and he knew probably about Coach Osborne. You know, and Coach Osborne. I'm gonna tell you what. One thing, Coach Osborne knew a lot about my dad as well. Like, mm-hmm. besides the football stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and that really uh, I think helped helped out a lot. Ron well. was down there because you were a wing back. Well, I was a do it all. He was a good athlete. I was six points, but I, I, I tell you, I. I remember asking him about the stats, and I was like, hey, you know. We, don't, we didn't throw the ball very much. Yeah. But he could have played on either, either side of the ball, but he was probably going to get more tackles and catches, put yeah. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a lot more action and stuff like that. So it's, uh, Yeah, he didn't want to play wing back. But he would have blocked. Yeah, I would have got it done. It up, oh, yeah. I know you would have. Yeah. I know you would have. Yeah, but, you know, then, you know, actually when I committed, it was after my visit, and he was – it was like it must have had a long layover, and they were going to get – 
you're going to see Kenny Cheatham. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that right? And see, I, I played recruited Kenny too. Yeah, yeah, and I had played against Kenny in basketball four or five times in national tournaments or like other okay. tournaments. Yeah, because yeah. Kenny was from Texas, right? No, you know, Arizona. Arizona. And he was a three-sport three recruit. Yeah. Okay. He was a three-sport All-American. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a he, he was, was a, a McDonald's All American in basketball and really? track star. Sorry, yeah, yeah, football. Cheetah yeah. was a McDonald's All American. Mm-hmm. He was a real hoops. deal in yeah. hoops. We played. I played yeah. against him in hoops quite a bit. And yeah. I remember, you know, the day there he came. It was like right after school or whatever. I think I might have came home. I didn't really have a lot of classes my senior year, you know, because I was ahead, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah. Coach Brown was coming through. My dad was there and. And, you know, I didn't really tell my dad I was going to commit. I, I was sold once I got back. I, I was like, yeah, I think I'm, this is where I want to. I mean, go. my dad was like, take a couple of days, of course. You know, Miami <laughs> called. But I was yeah. just like, you know what, I felt comfortable there. It's close enough to home. Felt, you know, like I was, I'd was. i figure it out somehow. It's either I would never play, but I'd still end up with a great education. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I like Lincoln as well. And, uh you know, the rest is history. But Coach yeah. Brown did did. He's like, so what you gonna do? He said, well, where we at? Hey, so don't don't get fooled by Coach Brown. He, <laughs> we were blessed to get yeah, him. Yeah, There's no he, question, he, man. He, he got you got to be willing to fight for some things. You know, yeah. he was definitely one of those guys worth fighting for. Yeah, it's interesting though how you reacted when Chuck, his dad, said that. Yeah. We well, ain't going to Nebraska. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, you you realize that there's an emotional piece here hmm. not that dad doesn't know what he's talking about but uh, i'm sure he his whole thing was like jay said want to go to miami yeah that's really the main thing uh-huh. and jay jay had been looking around and jay's very you know you know jay he's a mm-hmm. logical smart guy yeah and so he was thinking it all through but i was not going to just accept no that easily yeah, so, it's interesting. Yeah, two months i mean growing up i mean that was it it was Miami or bus, and mm-hmm. they they were the first school that kind of, you know, back then they could, you could call what July first when they could really call, you know. And I had this little phone in my, you know, my room or whatever, and they could, you know they could <laughs> yeah. call that day. Yeah. So you're like, you know, some of my other friends were getting recruited, so you know you're wondering who called you. They offered the first day, and that was where I really, you know, kind of thought I, you know, that's look, that's it's no different than kid growing up here, mm-hmm. and you, you know, and the whole family went there, and. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, the way Nebraska recruited me when they got into it, other schools started recruiting me, um, and other schools started playing better. Then I was like, well, you know, yeah, Miami wins, but so does Nebraska. You know, this is, you know, started to kind of, like, see some things. And sometimes if a school that you are somewhat married to doesn't kind of recruit you the same way, then you're like, okay, well, then I, you know, then Nebraska was like, you know, I was like, yeah, this is something that I need to really consider. And – my wants changed. You get what I'm saying? Like really what I wanted. Like Miami was like, you know, you kind of, when you peel, I felt like when you peeled back the onion, there were some things that I really didn't want. Like the educational support here. Yeah. You know, the a business school, the ability to have the two business school. That's what you were looking at. Yeah. And then I'm, I mean, the amount of time that I was there with Keith Zimmer and Dennis LeBlanc mm-hmm. was, was a major part of, the, you know the the recruiting thing yeah and, and that was still huge. is right yeah oh, but yeah. that was huge for me and uh-huh. and it was really huge for my dad mm-hmm. as well that's interesting um and so my we my dad never was talking about the pros never was talking about it. never was even really is talking about right? playing in college he's like you need to you need to i mean he told me from the get-go he's like where do you want to go to school i told him 
pretty much the top 25. He's like, well, boy, you better start playing some good football. I can't pay for you to go there. Mm -hmm. You need to go to college and get a good education and a real degree. Mm -hmm. That was the main focus. And then when the academic support and everything, that when I brought this stuff back and and showed him, Mm -hmm. then that opened his eyes as well. And then, you know, once I kind of felt – and he – look, my dad, he was just testing Coach Brown. I mean – my dad's going to – he's going to see what That's you're good. made of. That's good. Because he knew if Coach Brown didn't, like, push back or, like, really feel convicted about Nebraska, he knew that that wasn't the place for me. There was other colleges that did. Mm-hmm. And so he knew he, he was steadfast, like, no. Cause he, but that's where the trust came from. He passed the test. Mm. <laughs> it's good yeah. to pass the test. <laughs> well, he's, you're lucky. Fun. Well, my, my grandma wasn't there. That's the true test. She, <laughs> she, yeah, but she's way out in D.C. So, uh-huh. you know, she was, my, she was probably pulling the strings, you know, from way back, you know, mm-hmm. East Coast. But uh, it all worked out. Yeah, Dennis LeBlanc and Keith Zimmer are still there, and they're still prominent. Yeah, yeah, prominent in this whole recruiting yeah. process. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, there's something to be said for longevity. In a world of change and all of that, there's something to be said for people who sink their roots down deep, mm-hmm. foundationally, and the message really shouldn't change. I mean, what was important to Jay Foreman mm-hmm. back then in the 90s should be important for a young man today. Well, you hear it. It should, it should be. Yeah, yeah and it really uh, – and that's where, like, you know, and I'm not trying to devil in the past coaches and stuff where they were tell you, like, they say you couldn't recruit here. Like, I could never really wrap my mind around it because I, I'm from Minnesota, but all my roots are in from D.C., you know. Okay, that's, Don, yeah, I, I, I always got to remember that. And Dante Jones is from my area, Maryland area. Okay. And so when I was here, there was, you know, Dwayne Harris is from Alabama. Tyrone, I mean, so you're trying to tell me that all of a sudden that you can't bring guys from different parts of the country here when all the things that you're giving them is a lot more than what other schools give them. Now, probably the hard part is get them there, you know, get them here to kind of get on campus. I'm sure Coach Brown, you know, once you get them on campus, it's well, like, wow, you know, uh, this Nebraska isn't just farmland and yeah. and just this big old stadium in the middle of the state, but um, – I think that what Nebraska still provides from uh, academic support, fan support, but then after potentially is really something that, uh, you know, kids need to really take advantage of. Interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, what you're talking about, all this stuff that was in place when you were recruited is still in place. I mean, it's like Ron said, it's so deeply rooted. And it, and you definitely still hear kids say, man, you know, kids from other places, when they get here, they're like, I didn't expect it to look like this. Right. You know? And that's where parents step in. When, when parents come, you know, Coach Osborne always had the philosophy, guys, we're recruiting these guys. Let's get their parents in here because – they're going to be looking further down the road than the average kid. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, because yeah. they're able to look further down the road and yeah. say, hey, look, son, you need to consider this, right, mm-hmm. the other. And then a guy like Coach Osborne is never going to overinflate something. He's not going to exaggerate, you know, when you're going to, oh, I'll get you on the field here in your freshman year. He's not making all these promises. Uh, maybe the kids want to hear that. Yeah. Moms Someday. and dads really trust a man who isn't given a whole bunch of flowery promises. Yeah. That, that he's talking about foundational things in their life that they. It was do. always striking to me that Jay said you were okay with red shirting. Oh yeah. Yeah, you weren't. Yeah. You weren't oh, one of those kids. Conver- I remember the conversation, and yeah. I remember looking at. T- I remember guys like that were so hurt or like wanted to play. I'm mm-hmm. like, 
this is the best team in the nation, okay? We just got done graduating from high school, right. and none of us are ready to play. Right. Except, except for Grant Very pragmatic. That, that's good. That's except for Grant Wisdom. Except for Grant, and Grant was <laughs> – he was raw. His he, first he, he was raw, but mm-hmm. you could, Grant was up. I mean, when mm-hmm. Grant Grant was more ready made than all of us. I mean, is that right? He was that. There was that big of a gap between well, Grant was, and everybody. He was physically, yeah. he was two thirty. <laughs> yeah. He was, and he was, he was. I mean, when Grant was out That's there, he was ready. I mean, he was. He was a nasty dude. We, we when I was recruiting <laughs> was him, was he? Was he? Well, Coach Osmond, when I when I go down and recruit him, he played on the basketball team. He, he, you could you better be there early because he's falling out at the end yeah, of the first Grant, quarter. Yeah, Grant couldn't play a lick of basketball. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's just a, a, a maniac, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's playing football on the basketball yeah. court. He can't play. Grant can't play. Grant can't come, tackle Grant hey, on the court. If Grant got out there at the halftime yeah. to make a layup free throw, and it would, he's the dude that's going to end up on the internet. He, can't, he ain't getting past the first one yet. He can't play He can't play basketball dead. I didn't remember that. That gap was pretty big with Grant and the rest of them, though, when he got to Nebraska. I, I guess I should remember that, but I don't. Well, he was that good. He was that good. He, he provided, you know, and again, he wasn't the finished product. There was still some things no, that he had that. to no. kind of continue to work on, but his tenacity, his size, and his strength, I mm-hmm. think, yeah, he was way were more above and beyond. Ready to go. Um, I did, I, that's what I felt like. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, look, he was a, you know, USA Today All American and all that. Mm-hmm. But back to the story, there's a lot of guys that were like wanted to play as freshmen, and I'm just like, hey, <laughs> go ahead, man. And I remember walking back on the track yeah. with Coach Osborne, yeah. and I had done well, uh-huh. you know, in camp, in camp, and yeah. had a really good scrimmage, and they uh-huh. were kind of like moving me and playing me with like Clint Brown and Larry Arnold. So I was going from scout team to playing second team, yeah. and you know, so in getting a little bit on special teams. Coach Osborne was talking to me about it, and he's like, well, you're good enough to play. Do you want to play? You know, what do you think about redshirt? I was like, look, Coach, you could just we could just stop this conversation here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know I need the redshirt. Mm-hmm. I had never lifted weights before. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of, like, stumbled the first, like, six days and then finally got my second win, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, my body was in shock. Everything was – I mean, because I had never done any work like this before. So I was like, hey, yeah, why not take a redshirt year? You got Troy Dumas and Clint Brown and a host of other guys that are on scholarship, you know, um, that, you know, behind those guys. Why do I need to play? I mean, special teams, yeah, I could run down on a few kickoffs, but they had like Aaron Penland and all. Like, mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense. And I need – then I was really wanted to redshirt because I could catch up in the weight room. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I loaded up academically. That's what – so I could get – I was – I mean, it was school for me. You get, I mean, that was huge. My, I mean, my dad told me, don't make me come back down here. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Unwanted. Uh-oh. And you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where I was at. And then I was fortunate to have two really good guys that played, which was Troy Dumas and Clint Brown. Clint Dur- Brown, yes. Yeah, who's, uh, he's coaching at Stephen F. Austin, I think. Okay. Um, Whereas Troy, even when he was playing, and Troy ended up getting drafted, playing in NFL and all Big Eight or whatever. Even when I was in meetings, you know, us three would be sitting there. Even when I had a question and I was a re- no chance of playing, he took the time out to explain it to me and show me and tell me, you know, while I was watching. And then Clint Brown took me in the weight room and worked out with me during the season. That's what really helped me. So then, as and when I went to uh, we were talking about uh, with Rico yes- yesterday how I went from 
not playing in, since November of my senior year, you know, their football season's over, in, you know, playoffs in Minnesota, to not playing a whole year, you know what I mean? And not, you know, because I'm redshirted, mm-hmm. then go through spring, and then how do you start? It's with Troy Brown or with uh, Troy Dumas and Clint Brown because Troy showed me on the film and how to be a leader and be a selfless, I guess, superstar per se, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you get a guy that's he's thinking about draft status or, you know, when, he's thinking about a lot of other things than I'm thinking about, and he's able to sit there and kind of coach me with Coach Sam, you know, and then here's Clint Brown saw something in me and was like, hey, look, this kid actually wants to try to be good. Mm-hmm. And maybe he knew the the temperature of the other guys in the room. Mm-hmm. And maybe he saw, like, hey, this guy needs some help. Mm-hmm. And he took me in there. And he didn't have to do that. He was a senior as well because mm-hmm. he's from out in Kearney somewhere. So, mm-hmm. you know, he was thinking about other stuff. And the next thing you know, I go through uh, spring ball. Started Now, granted, I did start, like, seventh on the depth chart. But then I ended up number one. Mm, man. And then rest is history. Boom. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's how I was fortunate. So me thinking about – Red shirting, it worked out for me, but I also wasn't adverse to it because there's a lot of guys I wish – like, I'll tell you, like, Octavius McFarlane is one of my good friends. Yeah. I wish he would have red shirted. Really? Because he – now, now I'm going to tell you one thing. Now, Tavy would – now, he could hit. Now, now this one, Tavy, that's what one thing he's going to do. He's going to knock your block off no matter what he's doing. Now, whether it's <laughs> friendly fire <laughs> or the opponent, <laughs> something's getting destroyed, right? <laughs> And so Tavy came from Texas, and mm-hmm. I always tell the story. Kid from California, Texas, one of those southern schools, Georgia, Alabama, or states in Florida, they all think they played semi-pro football Coming in high in. school. Yeah, Tavy's one of them. If you say you jumped eight feet in the high jump, he jumped eight and a five, eight and a half. Mm-hmm. He, if you ran a four-five, he ran four-four-nine. Right, <laughs> but Tavy didn't redshirt. Still contributed, didn't play much because you had those guys. You know, you had what uh, Kareem Moss and um, um, John, Re- not John Reese, but the Kareem Moss and Tony Velen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the the playing Same time isn't there. Mm-hmm. So then Tavy's ahead of me. You know, we came in together, mm-hmm. but when I play as a red shirt, he's a sophomore. Yes. Now you know, but one thing I will tell you is Tavy had the experience before we played Oklahoma State. So he knew I was nervous, but he was right there with me. But I wish he would have been with me my senior year as well because I know that once Tavy kind of actually moved down the linebacker, he started to kind of catch his, like, he kind of actually found a, in the wheel position linebacker, kind of found his, like, calling per se, and then, boom, his senior year's over. You get what I mean? Oh, I totally yeah, get yeah. what you mean. Yeah, it's interesting. When I listen to you, I think of all these people who always ask me every time this time of year, Sip, what, what – what true freshmen do you think are going to play? What true freshmen do you think are going to play? What I always want to tell people is you hope that not None. many of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what there's you some hope guys, is not many. There's some guys, you know, I do, and I do feel like this. I'll tell you like this. I feel like just on the opposite, I would tell you this. I felt like Dominic Rayola should have been playing as a true freshman because he was just that good. You remember Dominic? There's, good. Good. And there's good? some guys. Absolutely. There's huh? some guys that are just that good. That are just, I mean, yeah. Will Shields, right? I mean, yeah. they're, 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 they're just some guys that just yeah. are there. Yeah. They're just there. Then some guys that kind of force their way on the field. And I'm sure now, you know, guys, you know, they're talking about going in the transfer portal because they don't get to suit up. Like what we did when we were redshirted, we had to make sure we left the dorms early to get there so we could get in our seats so we could actually watch the game. Oh, God. And you know what we did when Think we were up there? That. We're watching – you know, all, all there's, you know, there's 11 robber. 
So we're actually watching the game there, yeah. versus worrying about. I mean, I'd say now. Granted, would it have been great to run out with the team, mm-hmm. but all of us, right? We were like, man, we look like some clowns out here with our shirt <laughs> on, right? Yeah. And and there you have the mentality that you need to go further down the road. You know, I was thinking of Mike Rucker, who yeah. was talking about as well. Mike needed a red shirt, right? Did he really? Because I recruited Mike, yeah. and Mike was a Mike linebacker in high school. But that wasn't it's going six, to be six. his position. Yeah, yeah. He's a tall dude. He's gangly. He, he, he needs to get his hand on the ground, right. but but he needed time to develop. Hey, he ends up being a high draft pick in the, in the NFL. Yeah. But but because we didn't force him out on the field, but because there was a patience mentality that Jay's talking about. Yeah. Where guys developed, man. Eric Johnson. You know, right. these guys, man, they needed. Yeah. So there's, there's a – Sometimes when you're proud and you're trying to get all the accolades right now, you forfeit down the road what, what could be really important. Yeah. And so, I, I, you know, I, you talked about Jay being pragmatic. That's good thinking, man. And I wish more youngsters were thinking that way today and, and more parents mm-hmm. were thinking that way. I think mm-hmm. I always say that people love the product. They love, you know, the shirts and – and getting out there on the field, they don't like the process. We were almost forced to – our team was so good, we couldn't come in. I couldn't go to Coach Sam and say, hey, man, I need to be playing. I need to be split with Troy Dumas. He'd be like, Chief. He'd be like, Chief. Chief, Troy is 240. Yeah, yeah. You're, you weighing in at what, 190, 187 today? I need to be tight end from Colorado. Matt Lepsis is 270. Yeah. Explain to me how you think you need to be split time. You know, you just, you know, so so it's a a little different, but the process that we went through, Mm -hmm. right. And the process is never, is, isn't fun. Right. The Mm -hmm. process is hard. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, uh, humbling. Okay. Cause you spent, I mean, that first year, me, Mike Rucker, Wiltz, Trey Creighton, you don't know how many conversations we had walking back to Abel Durham after probably just getting our butts handed to us, how each one of us was, I mean, it could have been every two days one of us was thinking about quitting. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like, man, I, I, I bet you if I went to Kansas State, I'd be playing or yeah. it ain't this hard. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I do know But then saying. we had to be together like, dog, we can't quit. Right. You know, this. so that's the process that you go through. That's, the you know, going through the weight program and all that and, and actually understanding if you want to play, you got to want it more than somebody else mm-hmm. and you got to give up i always talk about that you got to give up something mm-hmm. whether you got to sacrifice something if you want to get out there on the field and i think a lot of kids if they really understood the sacrifice that a lot of other players have, are giving you know say say they're say they're in high school and they see i don't know some linebacker from i don't know here or ohio state or something they see the product they see a product but they don't understand what happened right. he just to talked get about, there he talked about grant wisdom right mm-hmm and you and even like I'm really close with Jason Peter. Those two guys. Everybody is is focused on the end product, mm-hmm. right? When you try to say, "Oh, well, this is where, where they were." Grant, Jason, myself, Tommy. Uh, I, I can't speak for Mike Rozier. They weren't my teammates, but Mike Brown, Ralph Brown. None of the none of the guys that are the that you saw at the, as the finished product were the product that started the process. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I totally understand. Yeah, that's it, true. It, Trev Albers as well, right? Trev came in highly heralded, highly recruited. I remember Coach Osborne, John Melton, myself were in his home the day he committed to us. We were thrilled. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, Trev, as good as he was, really 
we finally got it kind of figured out, I think. This is my opinion as an offensive coach. When we put his hand on the ground, he was a whole different guy. And it took a while for us to come to God. that conclusion and kind of re- redefine our defense and get a four-man front and so forth. But 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 a guy like that, man, that's he would have been a terror from day one had we done that. So sometimes yeah. all of the redshirting and all of the patience is not only for the players. Sometimes it's for the coaches to be able yeah, to good see, point. you know, and, and kind of figure out what you got here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, right. It's and, complicated. I mean, it's, Football's it's, complex. I'm, no, it's nobody, complex, but yeah. it's not. Mm-hmm. Because, I if, you, lean because if you complex. do, if you have Coach Brown, see, this is why you're here because this is the conversation we have, mm-hmm. right? Football, there's still one football, okay? It's still 100 yards long, and I don't know, was it 51 point, whatever, whatever the heck it is. They ain't changed the field yet, okay? <laughs> this isn't Canada, so it's not really that complex. Mm. If you have the fundamentals and the foundation, all the complexity becomes easier. Okay. Football becomes super complex when you don't have any starting ground. That's the thing that I learned from Coach Osborne and those guys. This is what we are built on. Now, we can do all this other stuff with us, right? Because we started putting in some shotgun stuff. I remember with Brooke, we had shotgun. We do all that stuff, right? We do like the, know the smoke screens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're going to beat you up up front. And if you can't handle that, that's right. then that's when we can do all that stuff. That's right. You know, and that's so exactly right. I think that, uh, you know, um, you know, Long story short, you know, it's like the 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 part of getting to places and getting there in, with their, different players is trying to get them out of their own way. Mm, that's a lot part of, times. of it. Yep. And that's a that's a huge part of kids yep. these days. Mm-hmm. Get out because they worry about so many other things mm-hmm. that are so minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you need to you can't worry about an nil deal when you're on the same sideline as as me and Coach Brown during. The, like you're not even out there, mm-hmm. right? So. Let's get out there first, and then let's worry about all the all the again. Where's your foundation? Right. Is your foundation football, that's right. or is it all the stuff that's well, out there? When I say complex, I think it's there's a lot that has to fall into place to be good. I mean, to 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 win 10, 11, 12 games. That's where I talk about complex because a lot has to fall into place. Not only with what you're running schematically, but like what Ron said about Trev Alberts, figuring out what works best for all these different players and then putting it all together. Right. And I don't think it's complex necessarily to be a bad team, but I think it's really complex if you're going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, I think, Coach Brown, you, look, you got way more experience than me, but I think in order to be sustainably good. Yeah, it's complex you got, to me. You got to be able to take your, 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 uh, hard hat and lunch pail, and it ain't changing, whether you're playing mm. up in north in Minnesota, down south against Texas, east, west. When you step off that bus, whether you're a seven, you're the prettiest seven out there, you know what you're going to get. Now, all the other stuff, that comes in. That's where the complexity comes into. Can you adjust from what you originally do mm-hmm. and maybe start out doing something else so you get to where you want yeah. at the end of the game? That's where it's complex yeah, yeah, yeah. or getting out your own way. I'm going to tell you, look, there's no. I'm going to tell you this right now. For you Husker fans, that there is no comparison, and I love Garrett Nelson. Okay, there's no comparison between Grant Grant Wistrom and Garrett Nelson. But I will tell you this: when I uh, I was doing, uh, somebody asked me about Garrett. One of the best things that I saw Shenander and Dawson do was two seasons ago at Purdue. 
when Garrett Nelson primarily put his hand in the ground, I think he might have had two sacks, mm-hmm. right? So it wasn't mm-hmm. last season, it was the season before. Mm-hmm. And remember, yeah, because DiCaprio Buddha was here and they were interviewing Scott. And remember, they okay. had, we had, what, two block punts or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that was two yeah, years ago. Right? So, mm-hmm. right, so then when his hand went in the ground, mm-hmm. you saw his – I called it – we always did efficiency rating for Coach Sam. How How efficient and how effective you are – whether it's making a tackle, sack, or blowing up a play, it went way up, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you know. You're probably mostly likely going to see a lot more this year. I'd like to like to think so. Effectiveness of where where you can really really be a game wrecker with your hand in the ground, less yeah. thinking, more natural. You see right. Garrett's hand in the ground more. You think is that what you're saying? Oh, I mean, I'm, I mean, he, it was last year. You saw like yeah. when 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 he had his hand in the ground, and he's bulked up. Yeah, so that's probably where they're going. Well, I don't know, I mean, I, that's just—he likes to lift weights. You know, the only time that he didn't really think about is when he got his when he got his got pistol whipped against Oklahoma. I told him the play was coming. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey! Sometimes the coach Brown, you can tell him, right? right? They think the old they think the old bull don't know nothing, do, know anything, right? I know exactly what he was thinking. This old dude don't know nothing. I said, yeah. Garrett, listen here. Yeah. When, I said, listen here. When that running back is all set outside of that tackle, you got business. Either you got coverage. Or somebody's coming to hit you upside your head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they flared that running back out there. He running around the running back. Oh, Bob Stoops kid. Next thing you saw, Garrett was horizontal like that. <laughs> I Bob said, Stoops hey, kid got hey. him. I said, hey, man. I said, hey. I said, I said, you learned your lesson. He's like, oh, yeah, coach, I learned my lesson. Never got him again, though. Yeah, he did. And the reason why I know, because it happened to me. Yep. It happened to me. And here's, and I know we got to go. Here's how football hasn't changed. When Seattle had Sean Alexander. Mm-hmm. They used to run essentially the same play. Mm-hmm. And I remember it to this day. Coach Wade Phillips said, hey, listen here. When they're running to the short side of the field and that in that in his, in the receivers in a negative split, if you're off the ball linebacker, mm-hmm. they're coming for Somebody's you. Coming. Now, listen here. I saw it happen to Zach Thomas. Yeah. Here boy. I am. I'm Jay Foreman. Yeah. This ain't going to happen to me, right? Uh-huh. Okay, well, <laughs> hey. He got me. He didn't get me like like he could have. Right. He got me. But let me tell you something. The next time they tried to make that do that play, I literally took off for him. <laughs> Did you? Oh yeah. And then like kind of ricocheted off him. But yeah. let me tell you, I got. I mean, I didn't get put to sleep, but I got <laughs> get your bell wrong. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I. You know. It's all. You, That's interesting. You got to be selfless out there, and you got to. Yeah. You got to. Hey, look. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. I've had my butt kicked. I'll make sure I'm trying to hope you don't, you know, because that, that's not a, that's not yeah. fun getting that ear yeah. hold like yeah. that, Sip. Yeah, I don't, I don't imagine. Well, that's great. Hey, Ron, thank Coach, you. Coach, it has been a, a pleasure this morning having you here in the studio. Yeah, we thank, thank you, you uh, for your time and telling us everything that's going on, and uh, we'll hope you hope you some, sometime in the future as well. Thanks for having me. I enjoy right. it, guys. All Love, right. Love DP. seeing Jay again, too. Yeah. Yeah. DP is back. Old School is next for Steve Sippel and Ron Brown. I'm Jake Sorensen. See you. Thank you, Jake.